Once again, guys, I have Mr. Ron Mars on, and uh, we're going to get right into it and talk about uh, some of the ominous press stuff again and talk about uh, Dread Gods 3, which uh, just hit shelves the 30th or the 31st of January. Whatever whatever Wednesday was, although I have to admit that I didn't know it was Wednesday when it was Wednesday. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I mean, so far I've gotten to read the series, and um, my local comic book shop uh, had it, and then they didn't. So, so far it looks like people are receiving it really well. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, I think we probably even said this um, the last time, it, it's a... Uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. When you're when you're trying to introduce, you know, a new publisher and new properties to an already overcrowded market, you have to you have to fight for every pair of eyes that you're going to get. Um, it's it's you know, it, it's a one reader at a time kind of thing. Right. So we're obviously completely thankful for everybody that uh, that takes the plunge and and picks it up at the store or or you know gets a copy online. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. I mean, I, I looked and it was there, and then I went back a couple of days later and they had sold them all. So, I mean, at least from my perspective, it looks like it's moving, doing well. Well, on, you know, on the on the one hand, okay, they sold out. That's great. On the other hand, oh no, they sold out, which <laughs> means, uh, you know, and and look, that's the way a lot of that's the way a lot of shops run. Um, that you know, they they order in the books, they they put them on the racks on Wednesday. And if they're gone by Thursday or Friday, the store is pretty happy about it because that means they're not going to be sitting on those copies. Um, the downside of that is somebody who comes into the store this weekend or next week or two weeks from now is not going to find that book. Um, so it's a you know it's a particular it's a particular facet of the of the direct market that um, you know it's it's the best thing in the world and the worst thing in the world when your book. Is off is gone from the racks in the first couple right. of days that it's out. Um, it's and that's because you know the books that come into the direct market are non-returnable, and uh, for every you know for every book that a retailer orders, you know not necessarily Batman or Spider-Man or something like that that they know they're going to sell, but you know every every book that that they order in that's that's not sort of the bread and butter superhero stuff or or Walking Dead. Um, they're right. they're taking a chance because that's a that's a purchase that they made. That's you know that copy is theirs whether they sell it or not. So um, it's a you know it's a business with some pretty thin margins, and um, you know we would love for retailers to you know order fifty copies of of Dread Gods and try to hand sell them, but we know that's not a realistic um, expectation for most stores. You know they're going to order you know they're going to order five or ten or a dozen. Right. Hopefully, and when those sell through, maybe the next month they order, you know, if they if they ordered ten, maybe the next month they order eleven or twelve. It's a, it's a, it's a one at a time kind of business. Well, I will say this chapter, um, you know, we're not gonna I'm not gonna do any spoilery stuff, but because it has only been out for a couple days, um, but it definitely opens up more. Um, we get to see a different city. That doesn't look as much in squalor as the book's opening. Um, obviously, you know, uh, things seem to be better there, but of course there's always the what's lurking under the surface. You know, we actually get to see Prometheus um, as a person, and 
Um, you guys know how to land a hook because the very ending, that last panel, I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> They're going to make me wait. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, well, that's... No. That's job, right? Our, our job is to make you mad. There's, there's, you know, there's not a page twenty-one. That was a hell of a hook. I mean, that 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 was great. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I love the word, the world building in this, and you know, of course, the art once again is stellar. When you, you know, you go from these cityscapes, and this almost looks like the apocalypse, but not, and then you go to this really nice city, and the art style reflects the changes in where our main character's going. And then, of course, anytime, you know, the gods and the demigods are in panels, the artwork for those are amazing. Um, some of those close-ups on the last page, when he's looking at the tanks, um, the Zeus artwork is amazing. So, I mean... Yeah, well, you know, look, I, you know, I am forever saying uh, to... Uh, prospective writers or or anybody who wants to listen your story is only good as good as the person drawing it if you're right. you know comics are a visual medium and um i could have you know i could hand exact same script for dread gods number three to a a different artist and and an artist who is is equally as competent as tom um but if that artist has just a different style it's it's going to be a completely different book. It's just not gonna it's not gonna be the world that that we've established so far. So, right. um, you know, obviously all credit for that goes to Tom because um, he has he's the one that's done the world building. He's he's populated this place with characters that hopefully the audience cares about and has put them in settings that uh, also hopefully we you know makes makes the readership want to come back and, and explore those places more. Uh, and certainly um, we did move into the city in this issue and you know it gives it gives a better I it gives a better sense that this is a world that has a, a vast gulf between the haves and the have nots. Oh yeah. Um, and that that's that's obviously that's obviously something that, you know, isn't just window dressing. That's gonna be a, a large facet of the story as we as we go forward as well. Um, it's, it's something that we're going to explore, um, even beyond this, you know, this four issue series, um, as the story deepens, you know, we'll be, uh, we'll be going after what, um, what effect that has on a, on a world when, you know, when the, the few and the wealthy and the powerful live in, in, in literal, um, you know, luxury towers, and the rest right. of the, you know, the, the rest of the population is, is you know, kind of looking like Mad Max. Almost like uh, Romero's Land of the Dead. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I mean, With sure, Hopper having a... the tower, and then everybody else lives in the city city, but it's, you know, the city city, and they live in this completely different world where there's these fancy restaurants while everybody's, like, frying rats right outside the window and there's all this fancy shopping and you know yeah i mean i'm, I'm not saying it's it's like it's just, it kind of reminds me that when you talk about the class system and the way it was set up in the book um it was done very organically it's, it's not on the nose at all it, i like the way it's written it it makes sense you know so it's kind of like that like there's there's this whole world of people and you know almost like our world the, the people who live at the top are completely dependent 
on the people on the bottom, but they look down on the people on the bottom. You know. Well, sure. It's, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's it's to to some extent it's the human condition, right? Right. Um, uh, and and more and more how more and more how I think at least at least we're headed in terms of the distribution of wealth. Um, you know, it's it's post-apocalyptic fiction, but maybe not that post-apocalyptic. You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So so you're doing four issues with this one. Is there going to be another Dread Gods book after? I don't know if we've covered that before. Um, yeah, we're, we're definitely, uh, obviously we're, we're focused on finishing up issue four and Tom's right. plowing through that right now. Um, and then I think we'll, we've got a, we've got a sh- couple of short stories that we want to finish up that will be in the eventual collection of Dread Gods. Um, and we certainly intend to do another, you know, another Dread Gods miniseries. Tom and I are, are kicking around whether that comes next or whether, um, a creator-owned project that he and I had actually started on a number of years ago. We might sneak back to that for a few months before the the next batch of of Dread Gods. Um, but yeah, this we feel like this is just this is just the beginning of the story we have to tell, and we we really want to um, we want to be able to expand on on the foundation we're laying now. Gotcha. Well, it's being built on a hell of a foundation. I can tell you that. <laughs> you know. Oh, uh, thanks, man. I mean, no, I didn't, no bullcrap. I've read, you know, all three issues so far, and it's definitely a solid story. I, I don't think I want to be done after four. So, I mean, to be quite honest. Well, that's that's the whole goal. You know, that's the that's the nature of episodic fiction is um, even when you get to the end of a of a chapter that, you know, is supposed to have some sense of conclusion to it. Um, you know, we we want to make sure that the audience goes, wait a minute, when's the next one coming out? Um so, so the so the balancing act is making you know making it satisfying that there's a sense of conclusion, and I and I think you know I think there's certainly a, a sense of conclusion at the end of of issue four, but it's it it lays the groundwork for everything that comes next. Um, so there's a sense of conclusion, there's a sense of what happens next, um, and hopefully that you know that's balanced the the. Give me the next issue now is balanced by, um, you know, some satisfaction of of having these four chapters and and um, and then the next uh, the next ominous book will will already be out I think by the time uh, issue issue four comes out for us. Right. So yeah, I was going to ask that. What other if you know people pick up Dread Gods? Um, what other ominous books are there that they can look forward to or even get into now? Um. Starting in March, I think we're I think we're pegged to uh, be in stores. The last week of March will be Demigod Number One, which is by me and Andy Smith and Mike Atia coloring and Steve Dutro doing the letters. Um, that's that's another ominous universe book. It's it's unrelated to Dread Gods. It's not set in the same world. It's set in kind of our world, but a few years a few years in the future. Um, and it's, it's, it's an odd, it's one of the odder books that I've ever written because it's, it's, you know, our tagline is, is, you know, what if, you know, what if you mashed up Deadpool and Thor? Um, and that's, that's about as succinct a description as I can give you. Right. Um, 
it's it's a uh, so it's kind of a superhero book. It's kind of a science fiction book, and it's also the kind of book where the main character will you know stop in the middle of a fight scene and turn to the audience and 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 talk to them for a while, and then go back to the fight scene. Um, so um, it's 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 there's there's it's funny. There's some tragedy. There's you know big action sequences. Um, I'm I'm really having a ball doing it. We're we're actually I'm actually tweaking the dialogue on um, on issue number one uh, tonight. In fact, uh, tonight and I'll finish it up over the weekend, and then uh, that will go off to press next week and be in stores the last week of March. And uh, I think uh, certain retailers, that you know, the top, I think, five or 600 retailers in the country uh, received a, uh, a demigod ash can within the last few weeks to uh, hopefully give out to prospective customers and get them, get them juiced up for, uh, for what this series is going to be. Nice. We did, we did a fairly fairly sizable print run um you know i think at least ten thousand of these uh, of this ash can that you know is, is essentially a giveaway for stores oh wow that's really cool. um, so they're so they're they're out there and you know i i haven't actually checked ebay you know that stuff inevitably ends up on ebay too but i hope i hope nobody's charging more than a buck or two right because it's supposed to be a freebie. Oh, the ash can is supposed to be free. Um, yeah, I mean, well, the stores the stores got them for free. Um, we put it together for free, and we paid for the printing, so there should be no cost to them. And hopefully, they pass that along to pass that along to uh, their customers as bag stuffers. Gotcha. Well, I will make sure I get me one of those oh. then. <laughs> uh, you. You you might know a guy who can uh, who can hook you up. I might, but I don't. I I feel weird with that stuff. <laughs> I'm not. I uh, you know, I don't charge for the podcast, and I kind of do everything myself. And I'm just a guy who really loves this stuff. Who's been, you know, um, blessed with being able to talk to guys like you. And I just I always get really weird <laughs> with, the, with the, like, well, hey, can yeah, I have one of those? It's, it's totally a, well, we'll. We'll make sure you get hooked up, um, and it's you know it's a certainly a two way street because we appreciate the um, you know we appreciate the attention we appreciate the the uh, promotion that that you give the stuff and I and I know it obviously comes from a a place of, of genuine heart and interest uh, from you. Um, it's you know to to do to be doing your own books and be doing your own thing it's a it's that much steeper a mountain to climb. Than obviously working on, uh, you know, working on franchise characters that are owned by, um, you know, a yeah. huge multinational corporation. Um, not that there's certainly anything wrong with that. You know, it's it's all it, it all keeps keeps the industry afloat. It all keeps uh, comic stores open and keeps the keeps the industry healthy. Um, but you know, obviously doing creator own material, which is what this stuff is. Um, is there's a lot more work in it. There's a lot more. Um, you really you really start from scratch and have to build your audience one reader at a time. So um, anytime we can get help reaching out to that audience, it's hugely appreciated. 
Oh man, I'm, t- I'm telling you, th- this podcast, um, it is the coolest uh, second job almost. You know, I don't make any money from it, but it's like the coolest second job I've ever had. I absolutely love doing this and being able to talk to guys like you and the other people I've been able to interact with. It's it's amazing. I am all for you guys. I am all for comics, you know, sticking around forever and video games being around forever. And so it, it it's actually kind of an honor and a privilege to me. So that's why I, I, I when I say I'm weird about stuff like that, I really am because d- doing what I'm doing right now, talking to you, honestly, is like something I never thought that I'd get to do. So I'm like... I'm always like, this is enough <laughs> without asking for anything. <laughs> so I mean, to honest, but um, yeah, that that asking thing, I I definitely, hey, if there's a way, I won't say no, but you'll never hear me ask. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I I actually don't have any copies, but I know Andy Smith does. Andy Smith got a batch of them, so uh, and a- Andy's actually uh closer to you geographically than I am, so I'll just have him uh. I'll have him take care of uh, take care of matters. He is a he is a really nice guy. I've got to say, I, I like him. I talked to him through email when me and you were setting that's, stuff up, and he's a good guy. That's that's all a facade. He's a horrible person. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, as soon as we're done with this I call, just, I've got like three I kittens just, to strangle. So I just you know I just I just work with him out of out of you know pity for anybody else that he might inflict himself on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, so Dread God three, Dread Gods three is out now. Um, Dread Gods is out now. Okay. Um, Demi God number one is the last week of March. Right um, time for my birthday. And uh, our our the other ominous project right now, or the other ominous project that we're getting ready to press is uh, Beast of the Black Hand, which was. Um, you know, it's not ominous universe. It's sort of we we sort of have uh, ominous press, which is our own you know our own universe of characters, and then we do ominous presents, which is other you know other stories, other characters that really have nothing to do with with what um, with the sort of the main universe stuff. So we we did our first Kickstarter uh, end of last year for a project called Beast of the Black Hand, which I wrote. And Matthew Dow Smith illustrated, um, Niraj Menon uh, colored, and the whole concept and characters were created by my buddy Paul Harding, who is a sculptor for DC Direct and Gentle Giant and Sideshow and a bunch of other places. So that's a um, that's a uh, 64-page original graphic novel. Um, set right after World War One in kind of a diesel punk sort of take on history that's got uh, Rasputin and some other actual historical characters in a story that that is about um, a supernatural cabal known as the Black Hand summoning monsters and sending sending them loose in Europe. Oh. So it's 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 completely historically accurate, you know, except for the giant monsters that run through the story. Right, of course. So, okay, so when can uh, you guys are getting ready to press that? Uh, yeah, Beast of Black Hand will go to press uh, next week as okay. well. Um, 
and that's a that's a 64 page um, hardcover, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's we we we're printing it in the oversized format that you commonly see on um, uh, European albums, on on French and French and Belgian uh, albums. Cool. Um, so it's it's that it's a it's it's a little bigger than 12 by nine. So it's a, it's a nice oversized package, so the art can really breathe. Um, and we decided to do that because it's um, it's not a package that that a lot of retail you know that a lot of comics retailers here um, carry a lot um, because you know look they've they've got their racks and they're sized for American comics they're sized for monthly comics and trade paperbacks right um, so. You send them this twelve by nine thing, and it's a little odd. It doesn't quite fit any of their retail spaces. So we thought, well, we'll you know we'll do this on Kickstarter. We'll do it in the package that we really want to do it in, um, and we'll you know we'll basically go direct to the audience with it. And and people really responded. We had a we had a nice Kickstarter uh, campaign with it uh, end of last year, uh, and now we're uh, just putting the finishing touches on it. Um, getting the last few pages lettered, everything else is done um, this week and into next week. Um, we'll send it off to press, and as soon as it's out, it'll be you know it'll be in the mail and in people's hands. And then we should be doing another Kickstarter for um, for the second volume of it, um, as uh, probably sometime in the spring. Uh, Matt Smith has already actually started on the art for the second volume as well, um, so it's it's kind of a it's kind of a cool experiment to see if this if this format can um, you know this format is viable um, in the American market if you're going you know direct to people on Kickstarter and and so far um, so far it has been so far people have really responded so we'd like to we're we're planning a few more projects in that format to see what we can do with it. Awesome. Is, is there going to be a way to um, to to order it or pre-order it if you weren't part of the Kickstarter? Um. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, Ominous Press's uh, Shopify site, which has all of the Ominous books um, and um, all the Ominous Universe books, all of the legendary reprints that we did, and a bunch of other odds and ends, uh, including Beast of the Black Hand. Um, you can order, you can you can pre-order it now, uh, and we ship it as soon as it's ready. So, um, if for people who missed out on the Kickstarter, um, you can still you can still get it. We're going to do a, a bit of an overprint um, so that we have copies for you know for conventions if we want to lug hardcovers there, and Ooh, yeah. and you know mostly for uh, for the online site. So that people can people can snap those up as soon as we we get them literally hot off the presses awesome all right well um i mean um, so I, okay. I, go ahead sir i was gonna say i know how busy you are i was gonna let you so so virtually anything we do you can you can get online at the uh ominouspress.com uh site okay. and um you know one of the one of the benefits of of ominous is that we are um we are partnered with uh, our publisher is Sean Husfar, and we are really partnered with his other businesses, which are Sleeping Giant Collectibles, which does uh, 
comics and toys and it's you know it's it's basically a, a retail outlet right um, or both signed books graded books regular books toys all sorts of stuff um, and his other business is slab pro which manufactures um, collecting supplies like the the slabs that you see graded books in um, they manufacture uh, clear plastic backing boards so that you don't have to put a piece of cardboard in with your book. You just put a clear piece of acid, you know, hard acetate in there, and it, you know, you can see both sides of your book. Um, so all of those businesses are based in Buffalo, where where Sean has his offices. So we have access to, you know, the fulfillment staff at at at, at Sleeping Giant. The people who who pack and ship their stuff uh, are the same people that pack and shipped. Um, the Bart Sears Kickstarters that we did for uh, his art book, Drawing Power for Heroes, and then his um, his uh, basically it's a hardcover sketchbook uh, of 100 and 112 pages or so with a retrospective of Bart's career in it. So we just wow all of those went into the mail a week or two ago uh, from from the facilities in uh, in Buffalo. So you know these Kickstarters are a Log- logistically it's a lot of work it's just to do kickstarters well you have to you know you have to poke at it every day and then and then once you you know once you're over the top and you're you you have your goal that's that's only half the work you know like doing the kickstarter and doing the um doing the, the project itself is um half the work the other half is you got to get it printed, and you got to get it shipped to you, and you got to get it, um, you got to get it in the packages, and then you got to include all the extras that people, you know, added on. So it's a, it's it's a great way of, of making your creative projects come to fruition, but it's also um, it's also a hell of a lot of work. So you just have to go into it with your eyes open. Gotcha. So that's that that's um, so pe- people can go on the website and just go to town on all the stuff that's available. And then of course the local comic um, shop, dread gods three is out. And then in March, um, demigod will be out. So I know how busy yeah, you are. Got, uh, we've, we've got, we've got bunches of stuff. I just have to yeah. get them all. To, have, right. Have exactly. That's why I felt bad when, you, when we were right, right before you like came on, came on and I started recording is I could tell that you were just like, Okay. <laughs> like yeah, it was. It was. It, this. This has literally been one of those weeks where I, I, like, I literally had no idea what day it was. Like the guys had to, the guys had to remind me on Wednesday that it was Wednesday and that Oof. Dread Gods Three was like in stores. So hey, maybe you should mention that on your Twitter feed, dummy. Um, let people know <laughs> the book is out. Um, and uh, look, that's that's just comics, man. It's it, you know, I <clears throat> having too much work to do is never a complaint. Um, right. It is, you know, it is a, it, it is a fine state of being, and I'm not, uh, not at all unhappy about it. I would just like to get a full night's sleep once in a while. It'll come. It'll come. That's, that's what they say. <laughs> yeah, I'm an empty promise that sure you're going to get rest real soon. I can say that because I have no obligation to make it so. <laughs> it just sounds like it makes me a nicer person to say it. <laughs> But anyway, thanks again for your time, and we're coming up on a half hour. I know how busy you are, so I want to appreciate how much time you said you could set aside and not go over and take up more of your time. But um, 
No problem, uh, man. Uh, I appreciate uh, I appreciate every minute you give us, and we'll we'll do it again for the next one. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you.